0: Shall we pray? Come, Lord Jesus, born for our salvation. Come and be born anew in each one of us today. In Jesus' name, Amen. On the 3rd of August 2015, I was riding on a commuter train through the suburbs of Chicago, unaware of the impact that that day would have on me and this particular Christmas. As it happened that year, like many years, I was reading the Bible from cover to cover in a year. And it just so happened that on that day, I was reading part of the Christmas story. And then later, we'd go and visit a planetarium and go and visit a space exhibition about the moon landings. And therein, for me, began a journey of following a star. The Christmas story and the manned Apollo moon missions to the moon may seem at first unrelated But for me, that day, a series of connections were made that still resonate today. Ever since the beginning of time, humanity has been fascinated by the heavens, the galaxies, and whatever life might be out there. Some have been consumed to to worship the sun, the moon, and the stars, while has not one of us never lifted our eyes to the skies hoping for some divine inspiration a ray of hope amidst turbulent times we live in turbulent times I don't need to paint that particular picture because we almost see that bleakness wherever we go we look for a ray of hope go back 50 years ago, and what the history books will tell us, because I wasn't there, but what they'll tell us is this, that it was no less turbulent time. A deadly war. Political and religious assassinations on a global scale. Racially motivated riots. And amidst that, those turbulent times they looked for a ray of hope and to some extent the race to space and the moon landings provided that. As President Nixon famously said, the greatest event in human history occurred when one man put his foot on the moon. Go back 28 centuries before that. And the prophet Isaiah foresaw a time of bleakness for the nation Israel. A time that would be marked by centuries of enemy occupation and political and economic oppression. And amidst that, he saw a ray of hope. not of them getting out of there but of God coming as a baby to be with them amidst their turbulent time. It was this ray of hope, a tiny star lighting up the eastern skies in turbulent times that led the wise men to follow a star. The wise men were experienced stargazers. They were experts at following the planets. And in a roundabout way, they traveled to Bethlehem to worship the Christ child. Just like many of those wise men who came back from the moon, came back to worship Jesus. One of those men was Colonel James Irwin. There have been 12 men who have put their feet on the moon he was the eighth and as it happens he was the first to drive one of those famous that we often see those famous lunar moon rover buggies but it was while he was walking on the moon that he made his silent wish that many people do not know about you see as he was walking on the moon he was trying to put up a piece of equipment that was needed for a vital experiment, and it wasn't working. And so he started to lift up his silent wish. Unbeknown to him, back on Earth, Mission Control also had a silent wish. Because they could monitor James Irwin's heart rate, and they could see that it was fluctuating at an alarming rate, because the tube that was meant to feed him water was kinked and bent. And wasn't working properly. Up to that time, James Irwin's life typified many. I still meet today. They kind of grew up knowing God. And then somewhere over time, that connection got lost. Or broken or disconnected in some way. Maybe that might be you tonight. However, in that moment, all by himself on the moon, he prayed his silent wish. God, if you're there, if you're really there, even though I'm hundreds of thousands of miles away from earth, I could really do with some help right now. Within a matter of minutes, he'd managed to connect together those pieces of the equipment that were there. And his life changed forever. He would later recall of those particular events on the moon that he felt so overwhelmed at seeing and feeling God's presence so close As if at one point he turned around and looked over as if God was standing there. There is nowhere we travel on this earth that God is not absent. For he is Emmanuel. God with us. It just took James Irwin a trip to the moon to realise how close God had always been to him. Within a year he left the glamour of being an astronaut and he spent the rest of his days telling people about jesus and that encounter on the moon and the difference that he'd made to his life he once famously said in response to president nixon's remarks after apollo 11's landing on the moon the most significant event in human history did not occur when man put his foot on the moon but rather when God came to earth as a baby. That wise man's encounter on the moon and the wise man's encounter with Jesus in Bethlehem can testify to that reality. It leads you to almost kneel in awe and wonder and worship him. Yet for some, those walls of doubt still remain. For some, it's all a dream, an illusion. For some, they still don't believe. They still don't believe the moon landings took place. You see, in researching this message, I came across a particular video as to why the the moon landings were fake news. And then I came across another video that had been produced by the best of British journalism and the best British scientists as to how they would go about proving that the moon landings took place. And what they did was they took four particular pieces of evidence. One of them by itself isn't enough, but four taken together and it becomes conclusive. They talked about the the physical evidence, the things that they brought back from the moon's surface back to Earth. They then talked about the the so-called opponents in the race to space and the moon landings, the Americans' opponents, what we now know mainly as Russia, and how they accepted that it took place. They then talked about the the eyewitness statements and the vast number of people who saw it and how it could not have been a cover-up. And then they talked about the lives of the astronauts themselves and the difference that it made. And then I realised that the best minds in British journalism, the best British scientists... What they would actually done was, I'd heard all that evidence before. I'd heard all that evidence before to actually show how the reality of the Christmas story and the life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ are not all a dream. That we have the physical evidence Not so much from an astronomical journey, but an archaeological journey through the sands of the Middle East. And then we have this book that the Old and New Testament of the Bible are the most trusted and most trustworthy documents in antiquity. And then there's not only the the physical evidence, there's also the opponents of the days, the Roman and Jewish historians who would have done anything to almost kind of just forget about Jesus and just airbrush him out of history. Yet you'll find he's clearly there and testifying to his existence. Then you have the eyewitness statements. All of whom who who talk about Jesus and the difference it made from just seeing him. And the vast number of them and how it could it is impossible to be a cover-up and who would make the story up anyway. And then finally you had the lives. The lives of people who met Jesus and how he changed them and the difference he made to them. When those Apollo 11 astronauts Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins came back to earth. They were treated as kings. Everywhere they went, they went on a world tour. And they were entertained by royal and presidential dignitaries. But of those 12 men, many of them who went to space and came back For them, their adventure in space led them to a brand new morn. Or a reawakening of a latent dawn that they knew before. Or a reaffirming of the morn they already knew. We saw it first, perhaps, with that first Apollo mission that went to the moon. They didn't land on the moon, but went to the moon. And they captured images at Christmas time of 1968. Maybe you might remember them. Maybe you saw them on live TV on Christmas Eve. The first time a a rocket had ever gone to the moon. And they displayed on live TV images of the earth that nobody had ever seen before. And as they were on live TV and people were looking at these images, they asked those astronauts, well, What are you going to say about the pictures? And they could only say these words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And they started to read out the Genesis creation story because in their words, it was the only fitting thing to do. In that place. We could talk about the, the changed lives of so many of those astronauts. The ongoing testimony still today of someone like Buzz Aldrin. About the difference that Jesus made to his life. Or we could talk about Charlie Duke, the Apollo 16 mission commander. And the difference Jesus made to his life. And as we've heard, James Irwin, who literally gave it all away. Gave up being a king. Gave up being a celebrity of the day because Jesus meant more. You see, their experiences of going to the moon led them not to want to be worshipped, but rather, like with the wise men, to fall on their knees and worship the Christ child, God with us, who came to save us from our sins you see what they realised was that being a king or being a God wasn't enough they needed Jesus and if you don't realise you need Jesus or you feel you've outgrown your need of him then he has nothing to offer but if we do realise our need he offers a brand new morn How that brand new morn becomes reality is up to you. You see, the wise men, they brought these three famous gifts to Jesus. You can read something into the meaning of, of these three gifts, but above all, they brought their best to Jesus. They brought the best that they could possibly bring. And the best that anyone can ever bring to Jesus is themselves. It's simply to fall on our knees amidst the walls of doubt at times we all still have and acknowledge our need of him. See, with the help of three famous lines from perhaps three of the most famous Christmas carols, this is how a brand new morn occurs when we believe Jesus was born for our salvation. And then when we follow, inviting him to be born in us today and to begin to obey him, starting our life all over again, because Jesus was born to give you and me a second birth, to live differently for him let us pray come Lord Jesus and be born anew in our lives today we confess our sin of not loving you And we receive your love and forgiveness. We surrender our lives to you and choose to follow you. Perhaps to start again in obedience to you. Fill us with your Holy Spirit to live the best life we can. For you. In Jesus' name. Amen.